I Canuck Capsuleers am dann noch der CEO of Sorin Edmonds, an alliance in Wormhole, Losek and Isaac. I'm also the co-host of the Canuck Capsuleer Chronicle. It's a weekly show about E-Online's news every Tuesday at 2015 Eastern Time Zone. In this episode, we expect to understand what drives the Amor. How they really think and why they think it. In the last episode, we understand their political structure. It's all made to leave the emperor at the top without anyone contesting his right. You win or you die, simple like that. But I bet much people from the family of the ones who die get pretty salty about it. And that's why it has so much political interplay, double deal, and other treason like that. So now we're gonna dive into their religion and culture. We know they believe in their one true God, but why? And oh, everything started. It is the third episode of a series of four about the Amor Empire. Like always, in the description of this episode, I give you the guideline to help you follow me. I hope you're gonna enjoy to dive into the religion and culture with me. Also, keep in mind that I'm doing the podcast to get better in English. And you know that now, but I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Religion and culture. Perhaps the most notable cultural characteristic of the Amor, and certainly the one most often fight by their detractors, is their apparent unwillingness to be influenced by other cultures. As with most generalizations, this one is not entirely correct, yet not entirely wrong either. The Empire's cultural output is tremendous, but as is the case with its population and several other aspects of its national makeup, the emphasis is more on quantity and uniformity than on thematic originality or stylistic invention. Religion. Amar religion is exacting and dogmatic, placing a great deal of emphasis on the service of the individual to the greater good. Almost without exception expressed as God or the Empire, its tenets are laid down in a set of books known collectively as the Scriptures. An almost unfathomably large collection of holy texts, the scriptures are Amor's attempt to set in stone everything pertinent to the great mechanism of religion and empire. They are not only a fundamental social contract, but also a repository for historical codes of behaviors, technological breakout truths, and formative myths, among many other things. The collective writings have been maintained and updated throughout the centuries by imperial theologians and include 
texts that arc back to the very origin of Amal society. The most defining characteristic of the doctrine, and one that emerged time and time again, is the affirmation of the Amal as the chosen people of God, the race destined to rule the universe in His name. Long ago, the scriptures say, a great disaster befell a corrupt and sinful mankind. Through these dark times, only the Amor maintained faith, and they alone were spared the works of the hardships. God then bade the Amor go forth and conquer the world in his name, until all the creation was worshipping at his altar. This mission drives the Amor in every respect. Those descended from the original inhabitants of Amor Island, called True Amor, are held aloft by the rest of Amor society. Viewed as a sacred paragons of piety, other bloodlines are forever tainted by the sin of their ancestors. No matter how pious, no matter how fervent and faithful, they shall never match the unstained purity of the true Amor soul. Discrimination, while not always over, is a fact of life in the Empire and accepted as natural. The Emperor can always strive toward the true Amor ideal but they will forever fall short. Culture Due no doubt to its ubiquity, religious iconography has represented a starting point in most of the Amor's major artistic movement through the age. Sculptures are by far the most common form of art, usually depicting sculptural figures varying in size and importance, from the most minor children or slaves to the grandest saints or angels. Despite the natural variance in terms of styles and materials across inhabited Amal worlds, art historians have nonetheless found the general similarity of design and motif among planetary cultures to be remarkable. In addition to sculpture, the Amor cultural aura is largely taken up with painting and theater. Their painting tends to utilize both traditional oil paints, as well as more modern light paints and hypertecturized materials. But again, the modernity ends there, in terms of both style and content. The scriptural influence in front and centers. The general consensus among cultural scholars is that the Empire's strong preference for strictly scriptural visual arts and its declination toward original literature and phenomena theming directly from the top. 
that it has been ingrained into the populace for hundreds of years by the emperors, that art and beauty lie in visual depictions of the truths that have already been recorded in words, rather than trying to rephrase those truths in different words. Indeed, it appears that the general feeling is that any attempt to do so would be not only useless, but also rather unseemly, perhaps even sacrilegious. Naturally, as would happen anywhere, this has given rise to rarefied artistic movements that make it their mission to be as submersive in this regard as possible. Mostly ailing from peripheral words, these movements tend to crop up every few years, each making a defiant stand against their art establishment deeply root conformist, and each ultimately falling prey to the deadening effects of the amorous culture inertia. The government need not even intervene. Most of these movements are quietly and slowly quelled by the crushing weight of millennia-old tradition. Ever since early settlers' days on Atra, the planet now known as Amor Prime, religion has been of paramount importance to the Amor. Faith provides the social loot that keep their sect together. Later, it was their belief that provide the moral certitude which enabled them to expand and blossom into a full-blown empire. Society Religious belief leads to great stratification in Amal society, with the true Amal presiding above and the conquer considered to be lesser citizen. At the very top stand the older and the clergy. Below the noble come the commoners, men and women who do not possess the divine right to rule, but are still considered free in the eyes of the law. Wide free, however, they will rarely ascend past the rigid defined ceiling of whatever caste they were born into. They must accept their place in the world and realize there is little opportunity for advancement. While the lowborn occasionally manage to become wealthy merchants or win esteem as war heroes, they must resign themselves to never being viewed with due respect or admiration by those born into privilege. Finally come the slaves. Slavery in the empire covers a broad range of professions. While many slaves are unskilled laborers in fields and mining colonies, a significant number are trained by their masters to fill roles that even commoners are rarely able to attain. 
The most intelligent and talented slaves receive higher education and work as scientists, academics, accountants, and even military specialists. Others fill low-ranking clerical roles in both the civil service and the church. Regardless of occupation, however, one thing unites every slave. They are never allowed to forget that they are slaves, beholden to their master whims, liable to be bought or sold at any time. Now we understand that religion is the backbone of the Amar society. It determined their war, their behavior, and justified slavery. Also, everything looks like inflexible, from their way of thinking to their hearts. Now, I'm not sure when I'm gonna do the growing up in the Amar Empire episode. Should I do it after the bloodline of the Amar or as a bonus episode after the Far Empire? Anyway. The next episode is going to be about their bloodlines. So what's the difference in the true Amor and the Canid or a Nikuni? We already talked a bit about those ones, but we're going to dive into it in the next episode. I hope you like it and please follow me and hit the bell to be advised of my new episode. See you next week, Canucks and friends.